Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Southbridge Weekly. Uh, we are in week 16. I had to look down and make sure I knew what week we were in. Uh, it feels like week 352, I think. Um, I'm just going to leave that out. That was, that was not a good joke. It doesn't actually feel like that long. Maybe I'll leave all this in. Um, but we are in week 16 of our series of bite-sized beliefs. Um, and here with me, as always, is Pastor Todd Wiggins. It's great to be here again, and uh, it does seem like we've been going on quite a while. We've had a lot of illness and a lot of delays just sort of pop up uh, through yes. the course of time, but we're almost finished. So yes. we are closing in on the last several uh, lessons and, and excited to do so. Yes. So uh, just to put that on your radar, we are going to be finishing up with this soon. So if you have... Um, a question or something that you would like answered, feel free to uh, send that our way. We won't do it as a part of our series, but we're thinking through some things that we might do um, after this. So if you're a listener, you listen all the time, we would love to hear from you and find out what it is that, that you, um, questions that you have or things that you would like to hear us talk about, or maybe you want us to not talk about anything. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> That is the decided factor for the Wiggins household. They <laughs> they don't care to hear me talk anymore. So, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's okay. Maybe other people will. So uh, this week we are talking about justification and adoption. So last week we talked about um, calling. We talked about general and and effectual call. Um, so again, justification and adoption. Um, these are going to be. Uh, kind of important topics. Um, actually, uh, here in the notes we have, we talked about we're talking about Jonah right now, uh, real time in in service, um, and we kind of we see this at work um, in the lives of Jonah and the Ninevites. So, as we talked about it Sunday, you know, we we said that there were some marks of a genuine move of God. We said the word of God is proclaimed, that brings conviction of sin. We see where we have fallen short. Uh, where we are wrong, and, and that leads us to repentance, that godly mm-hmm. sorrow is always demonstrated by a repentance, a turning away from sin, and then a turning to God, belief in God or faith in God. And, and that is uh, the basis for redemption and renewal, revival that God brings in, in the human heart. And so uh, as we talk through today, uh, those ideas of justification and adoption uh, they don't stand alone, but mm. we're seeing those all through the biblical text. Mm. So let's just kind of jump into it then, because um, justification is a word that I feel like we hear a lot, but probably people don't understand. I know I probably don't fully understand it, so why don't you enlighten us? What is justification? So justification is just simply a legal declaration by God. Uh, when someone responds to God's work and call, the proclamation of God's word, uh, with repentance and faith, God responds to that faith, that repentance and that faith by thinking of that person's sins as being forgiven and thinking of Christ's righteousness as belonging to that person. So he is uh, applying it as it were. And so at the very moment, God uh, also declares that person to be righteous in his sight. And so the act of God called justification is an instantaneous legal act of God where when there is repentance and faith in our lives, then at that moment, God thinks of our sins as forgiven and thinks of Christ's righteousness as belonging to us. 
And he actually declares us just, morally righteous before himself. And so in his sight, he now sees us no longer as fallen and failing and all of our sins, but he sees us in the light, in the robes, if you will, of Jesus. Mm. So why is that um, important or why, why, do, why would God consider someone to be justified? So when we talk about or think about how that comes to play in our life, Paul is very clear. Justification comes by faith. Does not come by works. It's nothing that we can do. It's nothing that we can earn. In fact, Romans three twenty six is very clear. Uh, Paul writes that God is the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Mm-hmm. We come back Romans chapter five verse one. Uh, we are justified by faith. In Galatians two sixteen, Paul will write, "We know that a person is not justified by works of the law." but through faith in Jesus Christ. These verses are just clear that justification, that legal declaration by God, is not based on who I am or what I could do. It's based on the faith, the belief uh, in Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And so uh, when we come to Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, it's probably the clearest. It says there, for by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not of your own doing. It is a gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one should boast. And when we look at that, it is a work of God, the grace of God, that saves us through faith. Nothing that we could do, because there is no room for us to boast in our salvation. And yet some people will throw in and say, well, have you read James chapter 2? Because James chapter 2 it seems to contradict, and, and so there's a, a, a trying to work out uh, what exactly James was trying to say. But when James says, you will be justified by your works, in the context uh, from verse 14 all the way through 26, he's very clear. He's not contradicting Paul. He's not saying you're going to be declared righteous based on your works. He's saying you're going to show yourself righteous Mm. by your works. You're not earning God's salvation. You're living out the fullness. By the way, that goes hand in hand with verse 10 of Ephesians chapter 2. He says, because you've been saved by grace through faith, he says, now we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God has prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And so that is not a contrary thing. If we have been saved, we are saved and justified, declared righteous before God by faith alone, in Christ alone. But if we have been saved, we will work out our salvation and there will be works that demonstrate. And so what we would say is, uh, justification is certainly only through faith in Christ. But if I have faith in Christ, true faith in Christ always works. Mm. So justification then is not having to pay the penalty for the sin that you have committed in, in a nutshell. Yes. Um, so, but then is there any situation I feel like this came up a lot in my mind when I was when I was younger, especially, um, you know, worried about um, salvation and that kind of thing. But like, is there any situation or sin 
that you know you may truly believe in Jesus, but you end up having to pay an eternal penalty. In that question, we have to we have to work through the totality of Scripture, and a very clear answer to that question is no. Second hmm. Corinthians chapter five verse twenty one tells us is explicit. For our sake, God the Father is working. God the Father has made him, Jesus, to be sin who knew no sin so that we and him might become the righteousness of God. See, if God has declared you righteous in his sight, you're not going to have to pay a penalty for your sins, past, present, or future. If God has already declared you, you are righteous, you are justified signed, sealed, and delivered, it is a guarantee. Then Paul writes to us in Romans chapter 8, verse 1, therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Mm. There will be no penalty. There's nothing else that we have to do uh, to make ourselves worthy. Uh, in fact, Romans eight thirty three, Paul makes it clear that no one can bring a charge against or condemn God's elect. Those that God has justified have full forgiveness of their sins. So we have a a lot of college students, and and these college students may be here, and they uh, may uh, be going out to eat, and when they go out to eat, they uh, need to pay for that, and they don't have any money uh, on their own. They don't have anything to pay for the food and, and to provide for what they need. But they have uh, a card, and when they lay that card down, uh, the account that is looked at is not theirs, but their parents. Right. And they instantaneously, uh, when they give that card, that institution doesn't look and say, I'm going to take what you have. It looks and says, I'm going to take what he has, what they have. And, And in the same way, God, when he looks at us, He does not judge us according to our sins, but according to Jesus' righteousness. And so that, when it is fully applied to us, God no longer looks into our lives for our account. Mm -hmm. He sees the righteousness of Jesus standing in our place. So then, if justification, if our justification is based on faith, um, is, is there... Like I'm trying to think of the right way to word. So is there a way that we earn favor with God or is it all just based on our faith or how does that work? So once again, justification uh, comes about as God's act in response to our faith. That doesn't mean our faith has any merit before God. It's not that our faith earns us favor before God. Uh, it's just that that is what is viewed by God as the act at which justification comes. And so scripture is very clear. Justification is solely based on the merits of Christ's work. Uh, We just walked through um, Romans chapter 8, verse 24, and and we said that uh, when we look at that, uh, he is, we are justified because of our faith. This really is wonderful news because Uh, It means that we don't have to create value. We don't actually have to create value or make payment 
for the sins that we have committed. We look to God through Jesus Christ so that we might freely receive and have his righteousness applied to us. Uh, What we cannot give ourselves, God has given us through the person and work of Jesus Christ. Okay, so um, another thing is that there's there's some kind of difference, I feel like, between how Protestants, which that's what we are, in case anyone out there is not aware, we are Protestants, um, and Roman Catholics view justification. Mm-hmm. Um, I will let you talk about that because I do not understand the difference necessarily. I'll probably get it way wrong. I'll probably think one thing and get it way wrong, so you just go ahead. So when we talk about uh, Protestants, uh, that just simply is a word that means a, a group of people who have come out from protest. Now, obviously, that was the Reformation uh, back 500 years ago with Martin Luther. Uh, Wittenberg, Germany, he nails 95 theses to the door uh, and, and says, these are 95 problems I have with the Roman Catholic Church. And, and uh, from that, it sparked a great debate. And, and But Luther and all the other Protestants who followed him really insisted that justification was by faith alone. See, Roman Catholics responded that justification was by faith plus uh, some means of grace found in the sacraments. And and so the Mm -hmm. uh, different sacraments, whether that's baptism or confirmation, uh, the Eucharist, they would call it, or the Lord's Supper, as we would refer to it, uh, maybe penance. All of these things are, are ways where they would say, it's grace plus these uh, means of grace mm-hmm. that, that make us right before God. And, and so the Protestant doctrine of justification says that we are fully justified by God the instant we believe. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else that we have to do. Once again, Romans chapter 8, verse 1, Therefore there is now no condemnation. None of our sins, past, present, or future, will have to be paid for uh, in a, a small amount of time or in eternity. And, and so the Roman Catholic doctrine says that we are not fully justified until our lives are completely cleansed from sin, uh, which will happen, by the way, when we die and we go and, and have been purified through the process of purgatory. Uh, Protestants say there is no purgatory. Uh, so these differences between Protestants and Roman Catholics uh, over justification still exist until this day. Uh, but what we would point to is the New Testament. Mm-hmm. And we would just simply say justification does not come through grace plus these means of grace. Uh, it comes by grace alone, through faith alone, and Christ alone. And, and when we believe in him, repenting of sin, placing our faith in Christ, we are justified. In other words, we are in that moment declared to be forgiven and standing in the righteousness of Christ, and God declares us to be righteous in his sight. Mm-hmm. All right, so that kind of wraps up um, justification. I feel like, I mean, I've got a better grasp on it now. Um, hopefully all of you do too, but we have one more thing to talk about and that is the concept of adoption. We see that a lot in the New Testament, talking about being adopted into the family of God. Um, so what uh, what does that mean? Um, how do we gain a new family? Like how, how does that work? 
So we talk about being a part of a faith family here. And what that means is that though we may not be related by blood, uh, we who believe in Jesus Christ become brothers and sisters. We are joint heirs with Christ and with one another uh, in the family of God. And so that is the privilege that God gives to those who experience salvation. God makes us members of his family. And so the act of God in this is called adoption. John chapter 1, verse 12, we are told to, to all who receive Christ, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. This isn't a privilege available to everyone. Paul says, uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 2 and 3, anyone who has not experienced uh, salvation through Christ, anyone who doesn't believe on Christ, uh, they are sons of disobedience, children of wrath. They are enemies of God, it will say later in Ephesians 2. Uh, mm -hmm. But adoption is God's work of making us his own. And we have beautiful expressions of that in our in our faith family here. Mm -hmm. uh, we have several couples who, through the grace of God, ha have reached into uh, situations and, and uh, just loved children and brought them into their home and not only brought them into their home uh, through foster care, but then taken the extra step, gone to court and, and said, we want this child legally declared to be ours. Mm -hmm. And they have pursued that so that that child might come to be a part of their, their uh, family. And, mm -hmm. and so that is exactly what God has done for us in Jesus that when we are justified, we have legal standing. We are now sons and daughters of his kingdom. Mm. So when we say we are children of the king, we are children in the same way uh, that, that uh, Jesus was said to be an heir of God. And so as children mm. of God, we have the privilege of an intimate relationship with God. We get to call him our father. We do not have to live uh, in slavish obedience or fear. Uh, we are free to express and experience the joy of living as heirs to all the blessings of God in the heavenly places. Everything uh, that is Jesus mm. is also ours mm. through the justification that comes when we express faith in the person and work of Jesus Christ. We become kids of the King. What an amazing opportunity. What, a, what an amazing thing to say, you know what, I know who I am and what I am in and of myself. I'm just a sinner. And man, I, I've got so many faults and failures. I've got so many problems. But God, when he looks on me, doesn't see my faults and my failures. Mm. He sees the righteousness of Jesus. And he says, man, Todd is my kid. That's my son. And I love him. Mm. Man, it's a powerful image. Um, it's one of the more poignant. I mean, there's lots of poignant ways to look at it. But I, I've always thought the adoption part of it, um, especially I'm also a nerd. And so a lot of times people start talking about like, what adoption looked like in that society. And I always find that really interesting. Um, we won't get into that right now, um, but we're trying to keep it short. trying to keep it short. We shot over a little bit, but it's okay. This has all been incredible. So um, 
That is the end of week 16 of Bite Size Beliefs. Only a few more left, guys. Um, we love y'all, and we hope that you will um, stay with us uh, through the end. And also, like I said at the beginning, send us um, some questions, uh, info at southbridge.cc, um, so that we can answer them. Uh, we might not answer them in, uh, we'll, until after we're done with our series, but if we have enough, we certainly will take some time and do that. Um, but we just hope that this has been uh, helpful. We say that every week, that it encourages you in your walk with Christ. Um, and until next week, we love you all. Grace and peace.